Hey, I'm really excited to have G.R. Hoff with me. We've known each other for a little while, haven't we? Uh, I would say a very, a very little while, Ryan, but it's, a, it's an honor, sir. <laughs> well, I know that we've met at a number of conferences over the years. Um, GR works with principally with gym owners, right? Yes, sir. Yes. Sir. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about some some cool stuff today, but might might not be what you're actually thinking about. This isn't just a discussion for gym owners, although if you're a gym owner, it might be of you know special interest to you just because GR has that perspective. But uh, we're going to be talking about really a pragmatic approach to to business. It was interesting we were talking before we started uh, recording that that's kind of where things naturally went to, which I really resonated with GR because I really feel like that's what's important. You know, so many people get caught up in doing certain things versus the right thing. And, you know, I feel like you don't want to be too married to like, because you're, you're a person who can recommend softwares to people in your position. And if you get into that habit of just recommending a product, things can go sideways for people and for you. Right. Sure. Sure. Hundred percent. How do you, how do you approach this whole situation where you're looking at a new new prospective customer? You're looking at their business. How do you make sure that you give them the right recommendation? I started in this as a as a coach, right? Okay. <laughs> and uh, um, so as a coach, trainer, a gym owner, like training people out of the basement and growing to to where we are now. And so if I'm going to operate within my integrity as a coach, um, I need to make the right recommendation for that person based on where they're at. Right. And so if we go like, it's very easy to see kind of in the, um, maybe the, the fitnessy world where if you are a completely, uh, detrained, you're 500 pounds, um, you have knee and hip and shoulder and back issues and everything else. And we try to have you do the same workouts as, you know, an NFL linebacker, that is clearly not an intelligent thing for us to put you through on day one. Yeah. I love that analogy. And, and when I, so, so like, I, I love Infusionsoft. I'm a certified partner. It's one of my favorite things. We recommend it to a lot of gym owners now. Um, but when I, when I first started paying for the software, uh, I probably kept it around for 12 or 14 months as an expensive MailChimp to no fault of anyone else, right? Other than right. myself. And, uh, and, and is that so, just where your business was at the time? Exactly. Exactly. So, so I, you know, I'd heard, oh my gosh, you can do all these super fancy things. And, and it was like, GR, like you're not making any money and you don't have any time to be like, you're still the, the solopreneur, the operator. Um, there's no, no resources and, and resources I think could be defined as time, money, and energy, right? Not yeah. Just yeah I love that. Um, and we just didn't have the resources to, to take the time aside to make that investment in something that would give those long tail returns that an automation platform, um, I think does. Right. And I think a lot of people have found themselves if they're not currently in that situation where they see kind of the dream, right? What, what could this thing do for me? And they jump in and maybe they're, they're filled up like they're kind of wasting their money a little bit because they haven't quite implemented. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And that's where, um, that's where I think we, tr- we try to take that, uh, that pragmatic approach. I, I tell people, um, you know, my first gym, it's still doing its thing, <laughs> but uh, I call it my mistake facility. Um, one of the things we did right is we said, we're going to treat every prospect, treat every client like they're your mother, your brother, your child. So yeah. what's, what's, like the, yeah, what's the advice that I would give, um, you know, that young athlete or that training client 
you know, what would I tell them if they were my little brother? Well, at the same token with these, with, with, with the businesses that we work with now, you know, what's the right, the, the right platform or tool or like, what's the next, um, the next barrier, the next bottleneck that you need to break down? Because it, it might be, I was, t- I was t- talking to a gym owner earlier today and, and she is, um, she's a badass and she's making all these jumps, but she's still very much in that kind of owner operator phase. Uh, if we, if we kind of do a, an extreme reach here, um, she probably doesn't have any business learning corporate finance or like trying to take her pu- company public. Sure. That would not be the best use of her resources at this stage. Um, for her, <laughs> like, like moving into a platform that, um, will automatically nurture leads and do all these different things, uh, for her uh, makes, makes a heck of a lot of sense. Um, and so it all depends on, you know, what, what are the, what are, what are the resources, um, of that business and the business owner right now and what makes the best sense for them based on where they're at. Yeah. I always think about the number one problem for most businesses is cash flow. Mm-hmm. And so, um, whenever I, if, if I'm ever talking to somebody in that kind of new position, I'm always thinking about, well, how can we immediately improve cash flow? Because the sooner we get cash flow straightened out, well, now they got the breathing room to start making mistakes right? And survive. Because I think for a lot of people, they got to, they have to either get a coach, they got to get a trainer, you know, or they got to go through the school of hard knocks and figure out how does this business operate. But if the cash flow isn't sufficient to let them learn those lessons, then they're toast. And that's why so many businesses fail so quickly is because they don't wrap their head around cash flow. So when we were talking initially, you said, you know, I, I really focus on how do we get them the cash so that they can start thinking about automation if they're not at a stage where they're ready for automation. What are some ways that you kind of will get somebody that quick path to cash? You don't have to be super specific, but generally speaking, so that they can start thinking about maybe a more advanced approach to business. Yeah, I mean, like there's a heck of a lot that we do there. And, and a lot of it is still... Um, you know, we, we, you're rightfully or wrongly, we still kind of take that, um, I'd, I'd almost call it like boutique <laughs> individualized approach, um, to coaching business owners. Cause I, it, it's not, a lot of people have these diamonds in their own backyard, right? Um, yeah. they might have an, an untapped list or they might have referrals, but for, um, you know, in the, in the gym owner space, just to, to pick all my people, um, mm. there may very well be something where like, Oh my gosh, you're, you're, drastically um, undercharging based on what you should be doing right now. Maybe it's a little bit of a price hike. Other people have lists that they haven't reached out to in X period of time. And it might be, okay, uh, (laughs) how much money we got? (laughs) If it's zero, then you're going to go through and you're going to reach out to all those people. We're going to craft some sort of special offer. That's a nice high upfront cash grab for you to try to get you some resources, get you some breathing room um, without totally overwhelming you on the fulfillment side. Sure. Because it is a bit of an adjustment to start using automation in the business. Yeah. 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 It's helpful if you've got a little change in your pocket when you start, you know, hitting that new frontier. Well, yeah. And depending on how much, uh, I would say, I guess, how plentiful those diamonds are, how big the list is, a lot of these people, um, just to swing the other way, I know we're kind of saying, well, you might not need automation. You might not need automation. Um, some of these guys are so scared to, uh, to, and, 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 you know, a lot of it, I think we, we come by it honestly. We've tried tools that didn't work out the way we wanted to in the past or whatever it might be. Things were too complicated. Who knows? Um, but in a lot of cases, man, you've got, 
whatever it might be. You've got these 2000 names or, or 500 people that used to do business with you. You know, they're, these are former customers that already have a bit of an affinity with you, but maybe we invest in that automation platform. And even if we're using 0.0005% of what, mm-hmm. you know, if we want to name drop the, 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 the name of the podcast here, right? The, the, the show that we're on here for fix your funnel to do a, a text broadcast or something to these customers with a special offer, like <laughs> that could be an excellent uh, absolutely outstanding return on time, money, and energy uh, for some of these guys. So it just it just all depends on on what that person's situation is. You mentioned five percent um, too before we start recording, and it, it made me think uh, when we first started using Infusionsoft, we used like two features, yeah. <laughs> and then gradually we'd add another one and another one as the business needed it. And that approach was really a lot different than a lot of people were, were taking to automation. Because instead of saying, okay, well, what does the business need? What's going to buy us time and money? Let's implement that piece. They said, well, what can this do? And I want to really get my money. So it's like going to, I just got back from a cruise, right? Yeah. On the cruise, <laughs> it's really about food because you can't do anything else. And so... <laughs> you're like, well, should I have another ice cream? Can I get a pizza? You know, what do I eat? You know, and to get your money's worth, like uh, there's that unlimited soda. I don't drink alcohol. So, you know, there's unlimited soda. Sure. And the question is, well, how many sodas do I need to drink to get my money's worth? Right. <laughs> so you can actually make yourself sick trying to get your money. Worth, right. That's the best. That's and, awesome. But, but when you, when you come at software, like, well, how do I get my money's worth? I want to use as you know, the largest percentage possible of the software actually goes south on you just like it does in the cruise, right? I got home, I felt terrible. I was like, I'm not doing that again. I would have felt much better if I would have just eaten till satisfaction. Sure. Of, <laughs> to make, get my money's worth or whatever, which is silly because it's not a big concern, but you know, yet that happens to us too frequently. And so that 5% really resonated with me because in business, that's what I did when I first started using the Fusionsoft is, I said, well, what do I need it to do for me? And I just used that feature. And I figured it was about 5% of the feature set that Infusionsoft had. And they've cut, even cut back on features from when I first started. You know, there's a bunch of other things they had in there that they, they've abandoned since. Yeah. But I wasn't worried about that because it didn't impact my bottom line. Right, right. Um, all I really needed was some of these basic email campaigns at the time because it was, you know, before texting really was an option. You know, just using that bit of basic features. And I did like a subscription management because we had a sure. membership. And that's all we used, you know. There's a whole a heck of a lot more that we could have used, but that was all that we really needed to get the result that we we're looking for. And that allowed us to go from zero to 1.3 million in 12 months. So I became a huge fan of the 5%. You say that because like it worked for you. Yeah. <laughs> And you know, maybe, you know, it's misapplied, but I just feel like any business, to your point, that if they'll just take that, that piece that actually will produce the result they're looking for and not worry about the rest of it, I think they're way better off. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that, that cruise analogy. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to steal that talking about Yeah, people. please do. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Because um, it, it, it is exactly what I think people do. They will either go in... Um, trying to do way, way, way too much when in reality, so, so, you know, if you take the thought exercise of, okay, where am I now? And, you know, where's the, you know, I don't want you to think about your, your 10 year crazy vision here. Right. But where's like the, the 30, 60 or 90 day goal. 
and then work back in steps. Like what's the initial bottleneck that's stopping you from giving? Perfect. It, you know? I'm so glad you brought up that because if, if you do address that bottleneck, then you'll actually get results. That's where I see people disappointed with automation mm-hmm. is they try to solve all the problems. And the problem is not all problems are equal, right? Some problems actually don't produce any result at all. They're in that 80% that produce 20% of the results. And so I'm glad that you use that idea of hitting the bottleneck. What's one thing that's actually controlling our revenue and staying focused on that instead of, you know, everything else. Right. What is, I guess, bottlenecking that revenue right this second, right? What's the highest impact thing that you can do right this second? And on the other side, again, like sort of halfway playing, um, I guess it's not devil's advocate, but uh, just playing the other side of the coin, uh, you have people that, you know, they won't even go on the cruise if they feel like they can't eat, you know, they can't drink every type of soda and drink every, or eat, eat every single item at the buffet and eat and gorge themselves, you know. Yeah, sick. I, I, the guy, I got to wait to go until <laughs> I'm like really got a big appetite. Right, right. Uh, yeah. So if you feel like, oh, I'm not even going to do this because it has all these things that I'm not going to use. Well, a lot of times if you do the math, you know, making a, a one little tiny change that opens up, you know, what, 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 even if you're being conservative, let's say that changes your, your backend conversion by five or 10%. Well, well I mean, that could be life changing for some Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. um, I, I would not be afraid to, to move into a given tool. Um, if it is actually going to improve things over your baseline, even if you're only using 5%. We don't have a single gym owner customer using using Fixture Funnel and we use it and we've got, you know, a good like uh, multiple handfuls of gym owners that use it that use every single feature. Like we're probably all in that um in that 5% phase, but I mean well, there's an ancient scripture. <laughs> it says line upon line, precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little. It's talking about spiritual learning. Right. You don't spiritually learn everything all at once. And in the business, same thing. You don't just suddenly become a multi-million dollar business. It's done line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little. So you find this five percent that is going to make a difference. And you utilize that until that's not making the difference anymore. And then okay. you add a little bit more. And I just found that when people try to go in and fully automate the whole business versus doing it on a demand basis they usually are frustrated because they've added this whole new distraction to their business. It usually is just a shot in the dark because it's not built on demand. And then it doesn't produce nearly the result that matches the investment of time, energy, and money. And they've probably, sorry, they've probably, uh, they've probably done the, uh, done, done lower quality work on the actual active bottleneck because they've tried to fix everything instead of just focusing on, man, maybe I could do a booking campaign, right? Maybe I could do an automated lead nurture to booking that first appointment and just make that really, really good. <laughs> it's interesting. I found that a lot of businesses, this is something we've been talking about recently, because I, for me, I'm just like, you know, life's too short. I hate to waste t- time and, and spend effort on things that don't make any difference. So we were doing an evaluation at the beginning of the year and saying, well, what strategies really move the needle the most for folks and the one that we came up with was prospect to appointment like Mm -hmm. the largest number of businesses are trying to get sell by appointment Um, i don't know what you call it specifically in the gym world 
But that initial sales conversation is like the gold. So how do we move people from prospect to appointment? And so we just focused on, okay, what do you need for that? And it turns out you need to acquire a couple of softwares to do it. You know, you need Infusionsoft, Fix Your Funnel, something like Appointment Core or whatever. But whatever the cost is would be nominal compared to the outcome. And you wouldn't use all the features in any of those three softwares. You would just use a specific feature in each one of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it, because it addresses a really common problem, they could get a huge result from it in very little time. So, it, you know, I, I just feel like it, we can't overstate this concept enough because too many people go in trying to fix the whole thing instead of going a step at a time and letting the business communicate. I'm really glad you brought that up. Yeah, fix that bottleneck and then see what the next thing is to. Uh it doesn't necessarily have to break before you go and fix it, but no. uh, you know, see where the next sort of, uh, where's the next opportunity. Exactly. Exactly. Do you have an approach that you use to that or is it kind of intuitive? No, I mean, so we, we, we try to dig deep into, into people's numbers and see where the actual data is. Um, and if and because you're so familiar with your niche of, of gym owners, exactly. you know, which numbers to look at. Exactly. So if we see, uh, if we see, kind of some red flag metrics in different areas. Um, we'll look in at what their processes are. And, uh, you know, in a lot of cases, it's that, you know, for, for example, with the lead nurture, um, lead to appointment type system, um, <laughs> we'll have, uh, you still have people who say, well, yeah, I got all these leads on Facebook and I emailed them once and it's been two weeks. You think I should email them again? <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Um, I'm going to have a heart attack, but, uh, yeah, I think we we might need to look at look at that and, and work on that first. That reminds me of a story. Um, when when Trent and I, Trent's my brother and business partner, when we first started um, using Infusionsoft, it was shortly after we had been introduced to Dan Kennedy and direct response marketing, mm-hmm. so we had these kind of two things we we're working with, and so uh, we solved the initial problem that our customers had, which was um, actually fulfilling on the promise they were making to the marketplace. But as soon as we cleared that out, suddenly we created a new problem, which was they needed more business. Mm-hmm. And so we started off, we did a done-for-them marketing program. And we charged like 2500 bucks a month, plus the cost of direct mail to do direct mail campaigns for them. And um, because it was in real estate, you know, the value of transactions fairly high. So sure. it was easy for them to get ROI on that. And we had a mastermind meeting with all of them and we asked them a question. We said, well, what's your follow-up process? Cause we had a, an indication that wasn't great. You know, sure. We were generating a hundred leads a month for them, which in real estate is pretty good. I say it sounds like a lot. Yeah. And what we found out was they said, well, uh, when they call in, uh, we'll have a conversation with them. And if they decide not to list with us, then, um, usually we just move on. And it just blew my mind because I was just thinking, you guys don't even understand what you're doing. Because they were doing well enough that they had return on investment. And they were happy that way. But they were leaving all this money on the table because they didn't have just a simple process. I was like, well, geez, guys, what we need to do first is just have some some process. <laughs> we didn't even think coming calls because we were just on the lead gen side, you know. Sure, sure. And it just blew me away <laughs> how these guys who were making – you know, most I think most of them were making over two hundred thousand a year with their real estate business, which is on the high end for most, you know, real estate agents. Sure. And uh, they were all over the nation, and it was 
just it just blew my mind that they had no process whatsoever. And so it, it would it was like a natural next step for us to say, okay, well, let's start thinking about how we create a basic nurture to these folks and have some sort of system, even if you didn't have a marketing automation platform, just some sort of system for how you're going to deal with income and leads. Because there's only one that had some system, and that was because they had read the book, um, The Ultimate Sales Machine. There you go. Was it Chet Holmes? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny how whenever we have these conversations, <laughs> same names come up. Huh? It, it 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 is, and it's funny. It's funny how uh, how similar some of these different markets are in terms of. Oh yeah, like we, you know, we call them once they don't, we leave them alone. Um, and I'm sure a uh, I'm sure a real estate transaction, particularly particularly in good markets, has a uh, uh, a nice high you know, customer value, ACV or whatever we want to use yeah. um, in comparison to the, to the fitness industry. But, you know, for, for a lot of our guys in this, because I work mostly with these boutique gym owners, right? So really high touch, high service. Uh, you know, I think the average retention at an Orange Theory is like three months. Um, the average retention at the, at the places that we'll work with um, is a lot of times, you know, three or four times that uh, even just for the average place. And yeah. so, you know the the value of a given client, particularly in in the in the world of a um, you know just a solopreneur, coach turned trainer, it's except it's exceptionally high. And the fact <laughs> that you know a lot of cases it's like one time oh, one email yeah. or one this and no, you know I love the Dean Jackson you know nine word email. We 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 adopt that and use the nine word text message um, and variations of it multiple times in any sequence. Um, you know, any automation that we're doing, you've got to have that, that texting and particularly that two way texting conversation. But it's, it's crazy how, how little you will see, um, people do. And, and if you show them the math, you know, if only let's say all a hundred of those people, um, say no right away and you only get one to come back off of your automated responses. Like what's that person worth to you? Yeah. <laughs> it's, Oh, and I can't even imagine if we would have had the tools that we have available to us today then, because this was, this was probably 10 years ago. And so the tools, uh, you know, at our disposal at that time don't even come in the same realm as what we have today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Today it would be just amazing. I mean, just amazing. There's so much that you can do with so little that that's available to people today. And particularly like you're saying in texting, and that brought up an interesting conversation we also were having about one-way versus two-way. What, what have you been your thoughts about one-way texting versus two-way texting? So it's just, I mean, it's a, like, when I get to uh, to, to talk to kind of someone someone in this space and maybe vent a little bit, like yourself, uh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll hear hear people, oh, well, you know, this this tool does texting or this tool allows us to, to do some outbound SMS or reminders or whatever it is. Um, and like, again, if we're talking value to the audience, um, and maybe uh, my guess is you wouldn't feel differently about this. Um, and you may very well have real data, uh, unlike the, you know, me using the, you know, 90 point, 93.1% of statistics are just completely pulled out of your you know, <laughs> career end here. Um, but I, I would guess that probably 90% of your value comes out of the possibility of having a two-way conversation with this person. Right, sending an outbound message that they can't respond to to me is is about as uh, you know worthwhile as uh, almost as not doing it at all. Yeah. So use, use something that gives you two way texting. 
Yeah, that's that's been our what we have observed um, through our own use and also our users is that all of the money, all of the opportunity is in the conversation. Mm-hmm. There, there's definitely value in being able to speak at at people, and this is where kind of your your noobs will will get some benefit out of it. So they're like, oh yay, you know. Mm-hmm. Because people actually see this instead of my emails that they don't see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And right. so they celebrate that. And that's like, that's almost like, you know, putting your finger in the cake and going, mm, that tastes so great. And then walking away. <laughs> you just are touching yeah. the icing of the cake. Yeah. You get inside of it and then you'll find out how good it really is. The conversation is where all that money is. And it's interesting. I've seen because texting has become such a buzzword, you know, sure. for marketing automation, how many systems have said, okay, well, we got to check the box. Mm-hmm. And you, know, you got to be able to tell the difference between checking the box and actually, you know, making it work. And uh, unfortunately, even, even within the Infusionsoft world, there's, there are quite a few check the box solutions that haven't quite understood where the, the value really is. And I think until you actually get into it, I mean, that's the, the benefit you have is you've actually done it for yourself and for customers. So you understand why that's such a big deal. I heard a recent stat at a, you know, telemarketing or, you know, kind of a teleconference, uh, I guess, telecarriers, you know, people that do texting and the, and the calling. And they said that 95% of numbers for business to person texting that are set up have no method for handling incoming text messages. Wow. 95%. And then it's interesting, I saw another statistic today that goes in that same thing that's 94% of people are annoyed by business messaging. So, you know, I think that there is a correlation there that because automation has become so big, we got to make sure that we're use, utilizing automation to start conversations instead of just being the end of the conversation. And that transition is where all the intelligent marketers are going. And obviously you're there where you're seeing no, the automation is supposed to start the conversation, not finish it. Sure. Yeah, and, and add some, I mean, I think, um, you know, one of the mistakes we see in our industry is is people try to get um, try to get too corporate, right? We try to get too, oh, gosh, yeah. too buttoned up and too dressed up because, you know, a lot of us, you know, mo- most of us in the, in the gym industry weren't turned down by Harvard. Uh, <laughs> and might not have all that much experience in the business world and um, might feel like the way to, to sound smart is to, uh, to, to try to sound like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a bad example. Um, well, I, I think what it comes down to is there's a little sense. Uh, by the way, you have to thank uh, the sponsorship by my dogs. I was going to say, I'm glad it's not mine because that was the... <laughs> That was a, a possibility here today, too. Oh, gosh. I have one in particular. I have too many schnauzers. And one in particular, just he knows whenever is the wrong time to bark. And he seems to just, and I, like I, don't, I don't know what he's saying, but I'm sure it's stupid. He's just, I love him, but he's the dumb dog. There you go. <laughs> um, I think what it is, is it's a little bit of insecurity. People think that they need to sound a certain way, and they want to sound like the bigger corporations. What they don't know is the big, dirty secret is that the big dumb corporations are full of a bunch of people who are insecure about who they are and they're trying to sound more important than they are as well. Uh So what we're trying to do when we try to emulate big dumb corporations is we're trying to emulate a bunch of people who are insecure about themselves as well. So we just create this terrible echo chamber. And what everybody is looking for is a real person. 
you know, if, you, if you're trying to get a hold of a big corporation, the last thing you want is another cog in the wheel. You know, you want someone who's real, authentic, and actually cares about what's your problem. And so authenticity, and authenticity doesn't mean that you don't have any filter. It just means you speak like a real person would speak to another real person. And that's easy for everybody to do. So you just think about, well, if I'm just talking to my best friend or my brother, sister, or something like that, how would I communicate with them so I could effectively help them? And you're right on target. And we used the, we just did, we had a little retreat for our gym owners last weekend and we did a whole piece on content messaging and all those things. And it's, um, you know, we say that, that your, your content and you could, you could apply this to your, you know, to your automation sequences and your lead nurture as well. Um, it's, it's two things, it's affinity and it's authority and affinity. If you break it down, because I just love my alliter- alliteration here, uh, affinity is just like, Oh, they, they know and like you. Right. <laughs> and your authority, I guess you could, you could say the likability goes into the no like and trust thing too. Um, you know, your authority is like, Oh, you kind of seem like you might know what you're talking about. And the affinity part is that I like you. And all these things are starting to point towards me being a, having a higher probability of doing business with you um, because you don't sound like a corporate shill. So yeah, I think it's, I think no, it's that's important. perfect. I love that. Well, Hey, thank you so much. I, I feel like we've covered a lot of different uh, topics here that are really important. Because even if, in particular, right, we always want to talk to everybody that can use what we're talking about. But in particular, if you're one of those people that has found yourself either falling into the trap of trying to automate everything instead of the thing that actually will make a difference, or you're the person who is not sure how to communicate, like, should I try and sound real professional or should I try and be real? Um, you know, we've covered all that as well as, like, how do I make sure I don't fall into the trap of of going into the business of using the software versus staying in my business. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think these topics, especially for the new person, are really powerful because it can help them to go down that right path and avoid a heck of a lot of headache that we see so many people go through. Because, you know, one of the things that kind of disturbs me, GR, is, is just this idea of, of so many people starting to use Infusionsoft and then quitting. Big time. Yeah, it just, it breaks my heart just because I've had such success with using marketing automation that when I see someone that falls into so many pit holes, you know, they've just made every mistake possible that they just give up. I mean, to me, that breaks my heart because, you know, I had a dream to start a company that would be successful, that would help people, that would make money so I could take care of my family, right? but that would do it in a way that was responsible and ethical so that the people that were my customers would be better off you know, as a result. And for someone that has that dream and then because of software or bad advice ends up drowning and just giving up on that dream. I mean, that's heartbreaking to me. hundred percent. And I imagine that's what got you into doing the type of work you're doing is because you saw gym owners who had all the right pieces, but just didn't know what to do. And all they needed was someone that, you know, had that, that experience, had that forethought of, hey, here's the path that actually would get you the results you're looking for. That could show them that path, help them along the way, charge them appropriately for that, that help, and then get them to the destination they're going for. I mean, that's got to be really fulfilling for you. It's, uh, it's, it's the best, man. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's a world that uh, I, I tell people you kind of have – the fitness industry is almost like this, this, or let's call it the fitness guru industry, if you will, is almost this perfect storm of like, you have the, 
um, the, the, the fitness industry, which may or may not always have the best reputation, right? Fake before and afters and, and throw the supplement industry in there and everything else. Uh, and then you have the make more money industry, which, you know, you and I both know isn't always filled with the, um, the most, uh, upstanding, um, of providers. And then you put, collide these together and the, you know, the gym owners and the buddies that I came up in this industry with, um, you know, there's, <laughs> I, I kept on seeing my friends basically getting, you know, screwed over, um, for lack of a better term and giving bad advice and, and all these different things. And, um, sure. frankly, it, it kind of, it kind of pissed me off and moved me, moved me further into this world. And so, um, it is something that, that hits uh, very, very close to home. You know, when you see people, um, that are, that are good people that are trying to do the right things and do, do right by the people they serve and their families and their communities and all those things, um, uh, that, that, you know, that don't make it for any number of reasons. And I think that's probably why both of us are here. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's why we do this podcast. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing some of your insights and, and understandings. Uh, like let's say somebody's listened to this and they say, man, I'd like to actually chat with GR. He's got some, some stuff that I, I would like to learn more about. How could, how could they get help from you? So if you are a, if you're a gym owner, we work with gym owners, uh, uh specifically, um, if you're not a gym owner, I guess we can be buddies, but if you are a gym owner and you want to talk about, um, growing your business in ways that you, you know, your, your team, your community, the people you serve, uh, I always say not least importantly, your bank account, we're going to feel awesome about, um, you can head over to www.myfriendsasyougrowgyms.com, um, insert lecture from Ryan here on the plumbers for, uh, not having a uh, fancy text thing yet, but uh, my friend says you grow gyms.com. Okay. That's good. Now I said it was a mouthful because I asked Jim yeah. or if there's a way, ideally we'd love to see you get a keyword and a phone number just so that we can get you those uh, people texting to you and starting conversations with you. But I know that that's something you do for your clients, but it is all of us. We've all got, <laughs> I know, I know it. Uh, we all have leaky faucets that are plumbers, you know, uh-huh. we solve problems. And sometimes we leave some of our problems for the last because we're so worried about helping those customers get the results that they need. And I'm sure because the market does have quite a few scoundrels that people like you are in high demand. So that's probably why you haven't even had need to, but appreciate you letting me put that little plug in there for the, the value of having a keyword and phone number, hopefully not at your expense, but it's my say it one more time. The, my my friend says you grow gyms.com. My friend says you grow gyms.com. I love that. That's pretty clever. All right. Well, thanks so much. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. No, I appreciate it, Ryan. I had a great time. And, uh, I, you know, thank you for doing everything you do. Um, you know, on the really, really, I mean, you're so active in the Facebook group and always improving, uh, what you guys are doing over there. So it is, it is appreciated. It does not go unnoticed. Thank you.